0: <laughs> okay. Hello. Hi. Um and welcome to episode 4 of Monster Crazy with your crazy monster hosts Cameron and, and Kai, blah, 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 blah. what's up? Um, we've been having some audio issues, so this is our second take. But I wanted to mention something that we mentioned in our first take, which is that I just realized that if you take the first letters of all the monsters in our episodes so far, it spells a peeing noise. Like, yeah, pss, pss. yeah, which is a secret teaser for what today's monster is. Which I guess you already know based on the name of the episode. So I guess it's not so mm-hmm. much of a secret teaser. After all, but we're, yeah, this is the, this completes the, the psst, quadrilogy, tetralogy? Yeah, it does. I don't remember. Okay, anyway. Quadratrilogy. <clears throat> yep, quadrilogy. Quindry. Uh, yep. All right, let me uh, give this a little intro here. So, the landscape of um, quote-unquote monster culture changed forever in 1954 with the release of Ishiro Honda's seminal kaiju film, Godzilla. It was inspired by American monster movies like King Kong and the beast from 20,000 fathoms, but it pioneered the use of miniature sets and suitmation, which is a guy in a suit playing a giant monster, uh, to create what was a uniquely Japanese spin on, um, what was up to that point, a very American genre of atomic era monster movies. So kaiju movies were centered around giant monsters called daikaiju in Japanese, which means giant monster, though most people over here just shorthand daikaiju to kaiju, which actually in Japanese just means monster in general, not giant monster. But who really cares? You can say either one. doesn't matter. Nobody's keeping score. People went crazy for these huge huge kaiju stomping cities and wreaking mayhem. A few years after the kaiju film became the hot and happening new trend, the tokusatsu, or special effects genre, underwent another large shift with masked heroes becoming very popular. Now, I'm not going to go through a whole play-by-play of all this media history stuff because unfortunately I'm not exactly an expert historian on this kind of thing, but the point is eventually these two sub-genres converged in 1966 with the emergence of the kyodai hero genre, which was a genre, genre where masked heroes would grow to immense sizes to defend the earth and do battle with giant monsters. And one of the first and still most popular Kyodai hero shows and also one of the first tokusatsu shows in color was Ultraman which became a huge phenomenon in Japan and is still going very strong to this day almost 60 years later. Now the original yeah. Ultraman series was actually a spin-off of Ultra Q which was a Twilight Zone style show that gradually started to center more and more around giant monsters as producers realized that kids really liked giant monsters. Ultraman, the spinoff, took this format to the logical, logical extreme by adopting a monster of the week formula where every episode would bring a new kaiju for Ultraman to defeat. Without going into too much more unnecessary detail than I already have, the general premise of Ultraman is that giant monsters attack the Earth. An anti-monster organization called the Science Special Search Party, a.k.a. the Science Patrol, Mm. is tasked with defeating these kaiju. One member of the Science Patrol, Shin Hayata, has the ability to turn into the giant alien superhero Ultraman unbeknownst to the other members. So pretty much every episode, a monster shows up, wreaks some havoc. The Science Patrol tries to defeat it, fails, and then Hayata transforms into Ultraman and actually defeats the kaiju, sending it to the Monster Graveyard in space. Which, finally, sorry, brings us to today's monster, Sibozu or Shibozu, the kaiju in episode 35 of Ultraman, which is entitled The Monster Graveyard. Cool name, by the way. I like The Monster Graveyard. The Monster Graveyard is awesome. Uh... The show even opens with, like, uh, a whole thing about the monster graveyard, basically. Uh, that's like, Yeah, they're flying through space, and you
1: see all the monsters that Ultraman has killed or thrown into space.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love the concept of the monster graveyard. A, a graveyard in space is already such a cool concept, and mm-hmm. then to make it also be a graveyard that is filled with monsters is really something special. I also want to say, before we get uh, into this, I'm, like, a relative, like... As Kaiju fans go, I'm a relatively new fan of Ultraman, and I've only seen the first series. There are like dozens of Ultraman series. There's so much of it out oh, there. Shit. So uh, I've only I've only seen Shibozu in this episode, and if Shibozu does ever appear in the future, I'm unaware of it, and we're not covering that. So don't get mad at no. me or us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that was it. it was it was a th- thanks for the intro, Cam. I think that was very comprehensive. I um I watched. I know very little about kaiju for the most part, um, but I watched the, a little bit of Ultraman and then the Shibo Shibozu episode today, and he's a funky monster. Um, I think the re- the reason that I liked him the most was he's an atti- he's a he's a monster with a certain type of attitude, isn't that right? Yes, Cameron? he's
0: a very he's 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 a very strong attitude, a very strong personality, um, which is yeah. what I love about this monster. Uh, yeah, so basically, I don't. We won't go through the play-by-play of the episode necessarily, but mm-hmm. the general idea of this episode is that people from the Science Patrol are flying through space. They find the mo- they they end up in the Monster Graveyard, which is yeah, this mm-hmm. like area of space where all these like old dead monsters are floating around. And they go very cool concept. They go, wow, that's crazy. And they show some dead monsters from past episodes of the show, and then they see a new monster they've never seen before, and they go. Oh, interesting! It must have died on another planet, and then they leave. <laughs> and yeah. Then...
1: Also, a, a physical description of the monster they yes. see is, uh, which is Shibozu spoilers. Um, he kind of he looks sort of like, um, in my opinion, he looks like a cross between Godzilla and uh, Dry Bones from the Mario series. Perfect description. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's like a, a kind of goofy, car- uh, not cartoon, a, a goofy skeletized skeletized Godzilla.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he has he's a a dinosaur, bipedal shape. Uh mm-hmm. you know, two arms, two legs, tail, uh Godzilla type spines going down its mm-hmm. back and tail. It has three little horns on its head, which is kinda different from Godzilla. And one of the things and yeah, it's a skeleton. It's uh it's all bones. Um mm-hmm. and one of the things I really like about the bones of Shibozu is that they don't really look like anatomically correct but they look anatomically Mm -hmm. incorrect in a really fun way where it's kind of just like impressionistic like oh there are bones here like the rib cage isn't really shaped right there are bones that kind of branch off into places that aren't connected to other bones and like you know it's a lot of it i think is based on there's you can only make a monster suit Looks so much like a real skeleton but I really like the effect mm-hmm. of it um like it gets to the point like the, the you know there's a, a rib cage with a with with uh you know all these random bones poking out and then the hands are like entirely bone like there's no negative space at all like they're just like full full bone yeah and it also has he, a lot of very small very sharp teeth that's another fun part of this design he also his cry is very uh like uh, like nails on a chalkboard almost literally yeah um so anyway, yeah, and his cry it's it is a cry. He cries. Um he yeah. wails and he cries oh. and he blows. He goes, Oh so yeah. Which brings us to his personality, which is basically he's up there in the monster graveyard on Earth, a lunar rocket launches then mm-hmm. it uh, go, apparently accidentally goes through the monster graveyard. Shibozu is either hit by it or grabs onto it and is carried back down to earth. And he, you could say he rampages, but it's more like he tantrums around the earth for yeah. a while because he really, really wants to go back home and he hates it on earth and he doesn't like it there at all. And he really hates it and he hates his life and uh, everyone's so annoying and he did. Nobody understands him.
1: He, he literally walks around like that. Like, it's funny in, in in this like all of the other kaiju that I saw in in the Ultraman series, they're all just like you know giant beasts. They're just like and like thrashing around, doing various stuff. But he, this one, Shibozu has a lot of personality and how he moves around. He he moves around like that, um, like George Michael. Um, yeah, in, like Charlie Brown. That, yeah, just like staring down, and he's like. It, right when he lands like one of the first things he does also he doesn't like cause a lot of damage intentionally like he's not out like thrashing stuff he just is like moping around and then he tries to climb to the top of uh, a skyscraper and they're all like, oh maybe he's trying to get back to space he might miss it. And then he just, like, jumps off of the top of the skyscraper and tries to kill himself.
0: Yeah. Um, he's he's an incredibly depressed and whiny monster. I, I, It's such a... That's such a great intro to him, too. Like, that whole opening scene with him, basically... He like yeah, he lands on earth and he like heads toward the city and they're like, "Oh no, a monster's been spotted. He's rampaging toward the city." <laughs> and then he's not really destroying anything. He's just walking around going like, "Oh." And then yeah, he climbs yeah. up to a building. He holds his arms up to the sky and like looks up and goes like, "Ah!" And then <laughs> and then jumps off and and I guess tries to kill himself. Yeah. They even they even like like even all the dialogue about him is so much fun. Like the the science patrol looks at him and is like, he might be trying to call out to his friends in space. And they're like, well, no, actually, he seems a little sad for that. Like, they even are just implying that he has no friends, too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um." Like- also, after he tries to jump off that building, he there's a really cool shot of him walking into the desert oh, at, yeah. during a sunset, and he's just like doing the
0: the Charlie Brown walk the entire way, just like
1: blue, yeah. He Bloo-hoo.
0: literally he does the Charlie Brown walk. He cries. He holds his hand behind his hands behind his back, and he walks around <laughs> like kicking like at rocks and dirt and stuff, like a <laughs> yeah. like a, a moping kid who just got told he can't go outside to play or something um yeah it's, it's like just oozing personality so so much personality he even like uh there's a point there's on also also a part where they realize that he he gets a lot happier once night falls because they realize oh it's mm-hmm. always dark in the monster graveyard in space so he must hate the daylight but he still mopes and whines at night too even though he like supposedly likes it Um, do you think that
1: Shibozu like, you know, he's a skeleton guy. Do you Mm -hmm. think he was always a skeleton guy? Or do you think it's implied that he was a monster on another planet that got launched into space and then turned into a skeleton?
0: I think he was a a monster on another planet that got killed, sent to the graveyard, became a skeleton, and they, like, disturbed his resting place, like, a la, like, Poltergeist or Uh, something. Sure, That's my read on the situation. I also, something also about him that, like, is... Kind of enhances his personality for me a lot is that he literally has no abilities. Like every other Ultraman nope. monster, it's like this monster can turn invisible. This one like can shoot electricity. Like this yeah. one can shape shift. This one can mind control. And his thing is literally that he just cries and is like yeah. sad <laughs> they all also, the time.
1: They, they try at the end of the episode. They they try to launch him back into space with a rocket, and Ultraman tries to like uh, like. He's 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 fighting him, and then at a certain point, like Shibozu is just like cowering with his hands over his face. Yeah. Oh. And Ultraman just like starts like punching him a little bit and just like guiding him towards the rocket, And it's not even like a fight at that point. They're yeah. just like
0: he literally. Yeah. It's li- he literally starts scolding him like a child. Like they're like fighting for a while. Yeah. And then he raises his hand to him like he's about to hit him, and he like cowers like a <laughs> yeah. like a battered child. It's so
1: sad. <laughs> it is sad and then, actually and it's this...
0: i it's like also i feel like it's such a testament to how like like tantrumy and irritating that Shibozu is that they have that moment where like ultraman like raises his hand to him is about to hit him and he cowers and then he's like oh okay i won't hit him and then like 10 seconds later he just starts hitting him again anyway because <laughs> he's still whining <laughs> uh
1: i i liked in in this episode uh also like it's 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 kind of i think you know it's about Honoring the dead monsters. Mm -hmm. Um, like, when they first, uh, find this monster graveyard, the, the Space Patrol decides to host a monster funeral, Mm -hmm. which I thought was very sweet, because they, they, they made a point of saying, like, these, they had to kill these monsters out of necessity at the time, but, like, they didn't necessarily think that they were evil. Yeah. Um, and... I think that that was a nice sentiment, and I think Tsubozu is a, a representative of the, of of, you know, monsters not necessarily being evil, just being like
0: yeah. I mean, it really is. I, I this is my favorite episode of the um, Ultraman, the original Ultraman series. I know, you know, whatever. Not, we're discussing the monster, not the media, but I think that this like episode. I mean. It's really it's obviously not doing anything like groundbreaking, but comparatively to other episodes in Ultraman, which is like a kid's show like it's four mm. children. the plots are all written for children now there's no like actual moral complexity anywhere. It's like comparatively pretty interesting that they decided to go with the plot of like, oh yeah, these like the previous thirty four monsters that Ultraman killed. Like actually he feels really bad about it and they weren't evil and they were suffering and now they're dead (laughs) forever in space and like here like look this is what happens and they turn into like like depressed skeletons that try to kill themselves. Like, it's not really in any way, like, actually deep, but it is, like, it does make you stop for saying, like, whoa, that's a crazy way to, like, start closing out this show, <laughs> like. Totally. <laughs> is this really the, like, I guess the message is, like, okay, people, like, you know, the monsters who are different, maybe they'll, they're sad, too, but it's a funny way to communicate that message with the the monster tra- that's supposed, to, you're supposed to feel bad for, like, first of all, being super whiny, annoying, and also, like, trying to kill itself immediately. Yeah,
1: they actually, they they had some sympathy for him, but they did want to get rid of him. And when they did launch him into space, one of the closing lines is just for monsters who are hated wherever they go, perhaps the graveyard is the only place of peace and quiet. Um, I love that And I that think line. it's really, yeah, that they're just telling him to go die. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but Shibozu is really annoying. It's a very, yeah, it's, I think that's one of the stumbling blocks for, for Shibuzu for me is I think that, <clears throat> Shibozu is one of like I love I love this guy, joe I love this monster. But I think that also it would it feels like they they're they're like splitting the difference between like an obnoxious monster and a depressed one. Like mm-hmm. I think that there's two diverging paths here where like there would be a really there's if they wanted to go full obnoxious with Shibozu, I think that the like it like pulling on the heartstrings with the monster funeral and like the uh, the um uh, Ultraman like feeling this huge sense of remorse. It's kind of like, oh, you feel really bad. And then you see this annoying ass monster and you're like, no, actually, you should have killed him all along <laughs> or like that doesn't really like gel for me. But also, like, yeah, if you're trying to have a monster that's like, oh, no, it's obnoxious. Mo- dead monsters are obnoxious. They deserve to die. It's really weird to have him, like, try to kill himself. Like, that doesn't yeah, totally. that doesn't really fit with the, like, I'm a kid throwing a tantrum <laughs> quite well. I no. Think. Um, yeah, I think it kind of has these two, like, conflicting <laughs> things going on, which I like both of those a lot. I think both of those are super fun concepts for a monster. Yeah. Um, and I think Shibozu is a super fun concept for a monster. Like, I think that this shows that like, if your mo- even if your monster like visually is not necessarily anything crazy new, and if it, if it has literally no abilities and no like lore or anything, you can still make something that will stick in people's minds and like be really successful as a monster design just out of like pure personality. Like, yeah. And also, I mean, just from a
1: funniness perspective, I think just having a a moping Titan is very
0: funny. It is very funny. Yeah. There are some really Ultraman has some really good, like funny moments like that. I don't I I feel like uh, I'm sure we'll do more Ultraman monsters eventually. I don't remember which monster they do this with. But there's one monster in one episode where it's they also need to launch it back to space. But it's too heavy so they can't like get it off the <laughs> ground and the way that they end up launching it back into space is they shoot like a a a thing into its butt into like its asshole and blow oh, no. it up like a balloon <laughs> <laughs> and it floats back <laughs> into space it's t- it's so awesome it's yeah i love ultramate it's it's like the perfect the perfect blend of just like goofiness and just awesome suitmation stuff which i love the the monster suits which actually I did want to talk a little bit more about the appearance of Shibozu. Now that I think about the uh, yeah. the suit. Um, what? So we mentioned Shibozu is like, of course, a skeleton, and it's also, of course, being portrayed by like a guy in a suit, which means that there are some like structural limitations. Like you can't have just a skeleton, or you'll see the guy inside the suit. Mm-hmm. So Shibozu has basically a black. There's a black person-shaped suit which the skeleton is overlaid on, which I really, really like. Oh God, the craig left. That's fine. It'll be synced up. Um, okay. Which I really like. This. Uh, uh, hold up. I'm gonna pause and rejoin it. Just distracted. Me.
1: Are we pausing and rejoining no, our, no, our no, no, audiology? No. Uh, okay. This Craig,
0: sorry. Um. What was I saying? Okay. Which, yeah, so there's a black suit inside. I really like it. I think that visually it's really cool. Like, I know that that it's not really a design choice at all. No, they're, so they're, they're as trying as to imply like,
1: empty space. Yeah,
0: it's the only, basically the only way that you can structurally create a skeleton monster in Suitmation. And also it's it's a good way to make sure that you can actually see the skeleton because the blackness is ne- negative space that white bones stand out against. And mm-hmm. the negative space is kind of the most important part of a design of a skeleton. Like a skeleton against a light background doesn't look like anything. Um, it's really important for a skeleton to be against something dark so you can tell that there's like space between the bones or else it's just a blob. But regardless of that, I think that the look of like this there's kind of just it looks like there's like a humanoid black void inside of the skeleton which totally of course you can like the execution maybe doesn't look like it's actually like a a humanoid black void but that's like you know what it looks like there. And I really like that as an impression of like some like alien ghost monster, you know, like this isn't just like a skeleton. This is some monster that died and, and was still alive in space from an alien planet. And I, I think if you were to render this in a more like, like quote unquote modern way, I think keeping that like black humanoid void inside that was originally part of the costume would be a really interesting choice that would look really cool.
1: I think that that would look cooler than if they did just like, if they just turned Shibozu into just a skeleton where, like, you know, you can CGI see right through him. Yeah. I I think that that would lose some of what his design is because I understand that they they built that, like, that black suit is just there for practical reasons. Like, it's the only way that you can do it. But I think that even limitations can become part of the design. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm actually, I'm seeing, like, uh, a... Something looks like something animated with Shibozu in it, and they kept the the black uh, interior. Yeah,
0: that's. I mean, yeah, that's kind of. I guess less about Shibozu too, and more just like a spiel on skeleton monsters in general, which Mm -hmm. I love. Skeleton monsters, skeletons are so awesome. Um, They are, but yeah, I think that yeah, the most important part of a skeleton design is like. The negative space and whether the negative space is part of the skeleton itself or the background, I think it's integral for it working as a monster. Um something else about Shibozu, speaking of skeleton monsters in general, something that skeleton monsters love to do that Shibozu doesn't have is like a single glowing red eye or any like you know, obviously there's skeleton monsters that have like empty eye sockets, like Shibozu, which has empty eye sockets, three on each side, in fact, which is very cool looking.
1: Yeah, um, except I, I, the way that I visually read those was, like, um, if you look at, like, a T-Rex skull or, like, yeah. you know how they just have, like, cavities for, like, where their hearing organs or sinuses or whatever were? Yeah. Um, that's that's how I was reading those those, like, I wasn't reading those as, like, eye sockets in particular, but just as, like, negative space that you would see on a skull. Yeah,
0: yeah. I agree with that. I think that, that that is probably what they're they're meant to read as, almost definitely. But they're also placed in a very, like, strange um, orientation. Like, usually, mm-hmm. the way you'd see cavities on a skull like that, like, these are, like... These are, like... like yeah, they're, like, on top of each other. They're on top I mean. of each other, and all together, they kind of form one big circle with, like, a few lines through Oh, it, they totally do.
1: Yeah, actually, that's very... Now that I'm trying to visually read it that way, I, like... Well, wow, that looks a lot cooler if you try to think about it that yeah. way.
0: Yeah. It goes back to what I was saying before about like this Shibozu's skeleton doesn't really make any sense. Like <laughs> they're like No. He has like three or four like femurs. Like
1: <laughs> his rib cage goes down below his leg his hips.
0: Yeah. No, it's totally like it just it just doesn't make sense, but in a like a cool way that I think is a lot more visually interesting than if they tried to Um, you know, make a quote unquote realistic dinosaur skeleton. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Yeah. What else? I mean, yeah. So again, the thing about him is he literally has no abilities except being stupid and annoying uh and they whiny. try to yeah they try to they try to tie him they fucking they this is one point where i felt really bad for shiboshi when they're trying to get him onto a rocket and launch him back into space they use these little jets and they shoot these fucking little like stake things like these sharp like bullets into his through wrist through his hands yeah and then drag and him then they on have these the... wires he looked like they have he's like being dragged like he's being crucified and they like tie yeah. him around the rocket with these like and spikes the, he's just stumbling hands.
1: to keep up like he's he's still kind of running but he's being pulled yeah it i mean to be even though he was very annoying and sad and whiny i still i felt bad for subozu of course i felt he's yeah i was like i I just want him to go back to space i i also i think that I, i i was i'm just reiterating something that you said earlier but i do think that he did he going back to space is not really so much about space but i think it's you're right that it's like a poltergeist thing where it's just like i think he's an undead monster yeah you know and he's trying to go back to being
0: dead yeah yeah i i agree i think he's i think it's literally disturbed the resting place of bone it like he's like a sad ghost basically like he's like mm-hmm. a ghost it's like if yeah if you woke up a ghost and it didn't want revenge and it was just like please let me die again <laughs> yeah, like, totally. yeah. That's why he tries to commit suicide too instead of like first he's you know reaching up to space and he realizes that is impossible so he's trying to die and then maybe, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, get get reburied. Um <clears throat> Yeah. That's a that's a fun concept for an undead
1: is as a monster, it's just an undead that doesn't really want to like it doesn't have unfinished business or anything. It's just sole mission is to try to find a way to die again. But it's undead, so it's like yeah. having difficulties with that. Like that is, that's yeah. that's a fun that's a fun concept in general. Just because I think usually undead are like I have unfinished business, yeah, or yeah. they're uh, they're undead because they've just been brought back and they're like just you know. Trying to be vicious But the idea of them Trying to get back To being normal dead Is a really cool Motivating factor For an undead monster It is
0: so cool And then it's so fun To also staple to that Like also, they, they like throws tantrums about it. Like, yeah, it's, not, totally. it's not like a depressed undead. who's just like taking, like he tries to he tries to kill himself once, realizes it isn't going to work, and then just tantrums for like the entire rest of the episode. Like, he doesn't try yeah, to kill totally. himself ever again. He tries every each thing one time, and then it just g- completely gives up. And it's just like I'm just gonna cry.
1: <laughs> Man, this if, if we had that kind of attitude, we wouldn't have been recording right now because That's we 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 troubleshoot for like i think close
0: to an hour we yeah we my, we pushed it, through so you guys better like this mm-hmm. one yeah we're not like shibozu
1: yeah i'm trying we're to like, see we're like else,
0: ultraman what else i didn't mention about shibozu oh uh he scratches his butt at one point oh yeah I he, that was funny he's kicking the ground and he kicks too hard and falls over and then scratches his butt i really liked that mm-hmm. um I, I i mean again monster not media but this is i think one of the most visually interesting and striking episodes of ultraman i think it's directed really well there's a lot of really interesting shots that like move around and bring stuff into focus and have weird especially the shot of um Uh, i like the fight
1: scene i like the fight scene where they did just clips of the fight as opposed to that was really cool. That,
0: that was awesome because they, yeah, it's totally just out of nowhere. Like I can't. There's no mm-hmm. clear reason that they do it. But instead of having a fight, they just, yeah, just show snapshot like a montage of like blurs of 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 Ultraman like throwing Shibozu. And it really, it does make you feel really bad for Shibozu. Where you, just, oh
1: dude, I was like, lay off him. Yeah, like it's
0: just yeah, it'll just be like yeah, second pass. and Then a new picture shows on screen of like Ultraman with like with his arms blurring, and you just see Shibosu, see Shibozu just like flying <laughs> off to the side. You're like, Jesus Christ. Um, oh, wait, um, but the actually I I have something that I want to bring up once you finish up your these things yeah but the shot of uh Shibozu wandering through the desert at sunset is like gorgeous like that is actually, um, that's my favorite pretty. shot in in this show by far like beyond just thinking beyond thinking just this being a fun monster this is an episode of Ultraman you should watch even if you're not a huge ultraman fan um you know I understand it's like a a kids show or whatever. This is a very fun episode, and you don't have to have that much understanding of the premise of Ultraman. Though I would recommend watching like the first and second, or maybe third episodes as well, because this is kind of like a subversion of the general premise. But anyway, what were you guys say? Oh yeah, if you could assign like a voice that's not just like his metallic cries to Shibozu, how, how would he sound? Be, I feel like. So I feel like I, I would want him to be like, oh, whoa, 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 but he would actually be like,
1: blah, blah,
0: <laughs> and it would be really, I, I, it would be even more annoying.
1: It'd be more horrible than you could imagine. I think for me, uh, when I was watching it, I couldn't help but just think that he sounded like droopy. You know, oh, like,
0: definitely. Oh, oh
1: yeah. he will go again. Oh, oh, walking.
0: Yeah, I can't do yeah, the droopy yeah. voice, but I totally agree. I think yeah. yeah I feel like you would have a little he would be a little more like like child a little more screamy though,
1: yeah like, like a little like a droopy
0: freak, yeah um <laughs> oh, oh poor Shibozu, um I have oh, a man. fun fact about Shibozu before we head yeah. to the ratings um you if you're wondering why his name is Shibozu, it's because um originally. Shibozu's concept was a fish skeleton, like an aquatic fish skeleton mm. uh, monster that eventually got like adapted and, and switched into different kaijus for the show and he got switched into this Godzilla type monster. and the name Shibozu uh, comes from a Japanese Yokai, which is like a paranormal spirit in Japanese folklore called an umibozu, or which translates to sea monk, which is a giant sea creature that like uh, attacks ships and umi meaning sea was translated to english for sea to combine sea to make sea monk sea bozu she bozu so oh wow that's the name is is kind of an artifact of it being a sea creature which it's not anymore so it's kind of just a a nonsense (laughs) name now yeah but But it's it's still a good name it is a good name Um, um
1: you have anything else before we we give this monster our rating
0: I don't think so. Um I think I, I think I covered what I I wanted to cover for the most part. Oh, oh, here's a fun here's actually one more thing. Uh one more fun fact. And they mentioned in the show that the skyscraper that Shibozu climbs is the only <laughs> super-sized skyscraper in Japan.
1: Yeah. The it the, uh, I I didn't know what that meant. I don't think it means anything. <laughs> Yeah, sure. That's a good point. They don't it being a kids show lets them um you know, they don't need to make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um well, do you want to give your rating first or should I?
0: Um I can I can give my rating if you'd like. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and rate Shibozu a I would say probably um 8 pained whales out of 10. Um because I am a wow. huge I'm a huge Shibozu fan. Uh, I think that this is like this embodies for me the style of kaiju design that I like most from the 50s and 60s and 70s ish that are super simplistic. Uh, you know, one concept. That's it. Not sleek at all. They had the idea we're going to make a skeleton monster, and they made a skeleton monster, and that's all it is. Um, and then it having so much personality uh is is a huge bonus for me and honestly it having no abilities to speak of is also a big bonus because i think that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) um and i just think it's a super clean uh design that you can imagine like it fits really well into this episode but you can imagine this being like a comic relief monster forever basically like sure yeah
1: um I think I'm going to give it um, six uh, super towers in all of Japan <laughs> um, because I I I agree. I, the main thing I liked about it was that he's mopey, um, and also I do think that he has a pretty classic design. But um, I, I I he wasn't my favorite monster. He's not, but I I still liked it. You know, mm-hmm. I he's like a, a, I think a six is a solid rating for me
0: yeah yeah all right so that sounds good to me i think i will close this episode out by uh reading the the final lines of the episode Mm -hmm. the monster graveyard that Shibozu is from um because i think i try
1: to read them in tandem
0: well i have i have the whole thing i don't know do you have the whole thing written down no. Okay, here. Because this, I, think that this, I think you guys should ruminate on this quote and think about how you've been treating monsters your whole life, and that's the monster-crazy message. Mm-hmm. So this is the monster-crazy message, message for, you, for you folks. The fight was over. The science special search party members returned to their peaceful lives. They were boring lives that began and ended with patrols, yet they were peaceful. The monster graveyard. For monsters who are hated wherever they go, perhaps the graveyard is their only place of peace and quiet. The monster graveyard. Perhaps one of the stranger legends in the vast universe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so keep that in mind next time you think bad
0: on monsters. That's right. Don't you ever know. talk shit about a monster ever again, unless it's a bad monster, um, yeah. which I'm sure we'll do someday. We got to do a yeah. bad monster sometime, don't we? Yeah, we do. Um, but I don't really want to. I don't really want to but either. We,
1: we probably will. I'm sure
0: we will. Uh, something that I should have been saying at the end of all these other episodes, that I, I, I haven't started a new podcast in... Over three years. Um, Rate us five stars on on iTunes because that helps us show up in the search bar and shit. Yeah. Um, And subscribe to it on whatever app you're listening on because that helps us show up and get found and shit. So... uh, Yeah, give us... Rate us up. Give us five perilous shrieks to the sky <laughs> exactly out of five and yeah uh, out of five follow the cam t- podcast twitter account at monster crazy pod right is that it mm-hmm. pod or yeah podcast? it's just mo- it's no it's just monster crazy pod okay and if you, have, if you have any suggestions for monsters for us to do uh send them over
1: yeah we we do like seeing those i i i feel free to message um message that account we do we do read it yeah um so and we'll get to yeah, them I'd eventually like, and also you, you guys have people who have messaged with monsters like i've there have been some very good suggestions that we're excited about in there, so like it's not it's not falling on deaf ears. Um, all right, well, thank you everyone all right have Have a monsterlific day. Peace out, monster forever.